Hello once again. Welcome to the Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program. Uh, I am Greg, and I'm with Matteo, as I often am. Hey, Matteo. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Ah, oh, it's going pretty good. Actually, this is our first afternoon recording session, so I I can't I can't believe it's light outside. I don't have a bourbon in my hand. Yeah, What's I going exactly. On? I'm not. I was going to say I'm not whiskey doping for this episode. <laughs> we were. I just uh, went for about a 55 mile ride in low 20 degree temps with a bunch of really nice people. And we were talking about the whole, you know, put a splash of whiskey in your water bottle thing. And <laughs> one of the people was like, yeah, you know, I did that, but the damn thing is still frozen. And I'm like, well, your ratios were off. I think yeah. the real recommendation is you want to put a little bit of water in your whiskey bottle. You just clearly need to add more whiskey if it's still frozen. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, there's your problem. This is a simple issue of ratios. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle that, man. I, I I used to solve that by putting um, just you know Gatorade powder in, but of course then you're drinking Gatorade all day. Yeah, yeah. I I, I did a ride today too. I, I only did like thirty. I'm still I'm still building back up, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I've had the disruptive dis- disruption of uh, family visits and and such this week. So you know I'm I'll get there. <laughs> I uh I've actually I'm I'm fitter this fall than I have been in a long time because I I did a little bit of cross and I kind of like kept riding mm-hmm. throughout the fall. So I'm feeling pretty good which accidentally led to me I I was setting the pace on a on a road that was like kind of busy and the shoulder wasn't very wide and I just wanted to get to the other side of it because we were being like honked at and flipped off by oh, jerks. Yeah. yeah. So so I was setting the pace but of course it's it's like pretty windy and this and that and you know we're all on cross bikes with knobby tires and so at a certain point you know i mean i I was i was at the front and i was going i thought i was i thought it was hard for me because there was a pretty powerful wind but it turns out that it was hard for me because i was going pretty fast and some people were like pretty unhappy with me um i I got you know at a certain point i got okay hold on a second we need to slow the hell down and I, I felt bad because I was in, like, clear violation of your standard group ride etiquette, which is, you know, don't go to guttering friend. your friends yeah, exactly. and making them miserable in December. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always fun to at least have the kind of fitness that you don't even know that you're doing. It's so elusive for me because it seems like I, I get myself, I have a good season uh, or two good seasons, and I get myself hurt one way or another, and, and then that ends up becoming a whole long thing, which is, you know, that happened to me. Uh, my second season racing in 2009 and then it uh you know for just various reasons i I had some slow seasons and then uh, i had a really a decent season in 2012 and a really quite good season fitness wise in 2013 and then i broke my collarbone and had this whole devolution of various injuries from that and so now i'm at rock bottom again Uh but (laughs) which sucks yeah but what you gonna do uh, you're gonna build it back up. Yep, gotta slowly build it back and steadily. Up, slowly, exactly, which is why I only went and did. And you know, it's like, well, I can stop worrying about my collarbone now, which is what I'd broken. But now I have to worry about I've got a recurring knee overuse thing that mm-hmm. is is the new kind of problem. So yeah, if it's not one thing, it's another. But when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. You can't fight city hall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 they're they, they would be the ones who are responsible for this stupid knee problem i have <laughs> i envy these people who seem to have their bodies always in perfect working condition i think those people are 24 year olds 
Well, I had this problem when I was 24, too, which is, uh, yeah. And, and, of course, I'm no longer 24, but, you know, things linger. Yeah. But I just, you know, I've noticed the, the lingering a lot more since, um, you know, since entering my early 30s. It's like, okay, you know, great, I had a lovely post-race beer. I'll have another tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah. Or, man, that was a really great workout. I feel great. Tomorrow morning, I can't walk up the stairs, you know? Yeah, I know. Things, exactly things start to all of a sudden feel a lot a lot stronger a lot more acutely than they used to (laughs) i think i think when i was 21 you know i could conceivably uh drink a swimming pool worth of beer and then like fall down a flight of stairs and emerge completely unscathed from this experience um and i can no longer do that it's shocking how fast the ability to go that goes away because it seems like (laughs) it seems like yeah as recently as like uh, yeah, 21, 22, 23, you know, whatever. You're in your mid-20s, fine. I'm only a little bit past that. So, you know, of course, you and I are each kind of, we're between a sort of straddling 30, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 29, you're 31. 31. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not that old. But we're also not especially, 21 anymore. But, you know, we're not that old, especially compared to some people who race bikes really well. Um, yeah. I know, I know all too well that i've gotten my legs torn off by people who are in their late 40s or i think there's this one guy around here uh that i race against and and he's in he must be in his late 50s and it is really gross how strong he is so i i know that you know even if we start whining about all this stuff now we still have like a a long time left and we can keep whining about it and we can still be badass bike racers yeah 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 cool Hey, so uh, <laughs> what do you want to actually go to next? Because we, we have a couple different things we could talk about. <laughs> I'm interested in talking about this whole thing about tubular tires versus clincher tires. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. And so, so every to? time we have to, we have to, we have to, because I saw and there was, a, there was an article or a video or just like, Another thing being pushed out over social media from yeah. one of the major major media outlets, you know, them finally weighing in on the tubular versus clincher debate. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they said the same old stuff, which is, oh, they have some pros and they have some cons. And so ultimately, you're just going to have to choose based on, you know, how you feel like dealing with those pros and cons. And it just blew my mind that any any cycling media outlet would bother to do that it's i don't want to say that it's obvious but it's certainly been beaten to death and i think almost anybody will say either uh yeah i only race on tubulars or yeah i race on clinchers because they're just as good and i don't i almost don't see why this is still a conversation or why a major media outlet would would weigh in on the debate there's not a debate they're just pros and cons well yeah well that's like kind every of the time thing. you put tubular tires on like a clincher tire dies somewhere <laughs> that, that is that is the thing actually is that this kind of this kind of you know in this case video um but you know it could be an article too is is so empty of of actual content because it is just a, a list of yeah pros and cons and just giving someone especially someone who doesn't really have um a whole lot of experience with which to kind of inform 
their decisions, a bunch of pros and cons, they might not, those pros and cons might not be very helpful. They might not be, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably not very useful information to be like, well, you can't change, you know, flats real easily. Well, okay, but they might not have a very good idea about how often they're likely to flat tires in races, you know, or it might be, uh, you know, you can't run as low pressures in, or whatever in cl- uh, clinchers without pinch flatting, and, and they might not really have an idea as to, you know, what that means for them. You know, it, it, you can put together a list of pros and cons, but if you don't have sort of a basis of experience with which to actually consider them, then what what the hell kind of use is that? Yeah, there's no there's no use to it. There's There's no use to this ongoing conversation. And obviously there should be information out there for people who are getting into this whole fuss and are like, oh, hey, our tubular t- I hear tubular tires are uh, better. Um, please, somebody, this is obviously somebody writing on a bicycle forum. Please, somebody tell me how much better they are and if I should do it or why not. And, <laughs> right. Like, sure, these conversations are happening and there should be good information out there. I just don't think that, you know... Uh, that everybody needs to make a video repeating the the party line or the conventional wisdom about the trade-offs of one versus the other. It and and you used the word content to describe this, sure. and I think that's actually really accurate because you know when uh, media organizations talk about producing high-quality content, the the word content actually seems so empty to me. Yeah, and it seems like like stuff that you're just supposed to click on and uh not really absorb it just sort of filters through your consciousness briefly it's not information it's not entertainment it's not reporting it's just content yeah actually it's like you're reading my mind because i have that same kind of frustration as as the word you know the term the sort of uh jargony you know inside uh industry jargon of which is what content is has has become a more sort of understood in the mainstream uh, mm-hmm. and you, you hear it a lot more often uh, which is really not so good because it seems it seems like why would you want people to use this term because it seems so revealing it's like well we've got this nice pretty <laughs> web design so let's just fill it up with stuff <laughs> stuff yeah content just means stuff yeah and uh. i understand that, that that you know it's actually supposed to indicate you know it's it's very general so you know the idea is that it's supposed to mean you know writing or audio or video but yeah it does seem very very empty <laughs> you know, I, I think that i think that media organizations if they if they say yeah we want to create high uh, high quality multimedia entertainment via Great writing, great photography, and great audio. They should stay that, say that instead of, we want content that has an impact. Yeah. We're really leveraging our media synergy here. Yeah. Well, before we, we uh, uh, completely derail into uh, media criticism, <laughs> maybe we should just, just uh, settle kind of f- for where we stand for now on the tubulars versus clinchers thing, which is that uh, I believe you, you're racing on tubulars on the road, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I'm racing on clinchers. And there you go. Okay. <laughs> you oh, know? also, I mean, if I if I if I ride my bicycle to a race, I'm probably racing on clinchers. Yeah, r- right. Yeah. Unless unless like I really feel like carrying my tubulars in my messenger bag, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, carrying anything in a. Yeah, that's actually the problem I'm having with trying to decide about. I'm doing. I'm actually signed up for a cyclocross race next uh, weekend, the last one of the season. Uh, it's called Ice Weasels. It's basically the traditional New England season closer 
for mm-hmm. the last few years anyway. Uh, and it's just fun. It's a big party. And it's like 40 miles away from Boston. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm having that uh, kind of question of do I ride? Uh, and I've, I've ridden to cross races before, and it does have that problem of I, I, do I ride on my precious tubular wheels? Because for cyclocross, I do, <laughs> I do race on tubulars. And uh, for, you know, I, I think the question is more easily answered. If, if you want to have the best performing tires in cyclocross, you should be on tubulars. But, you know, that said, um, I'm going to be doing this one on clinchers. Though I might not ride to yeah. it. I might, I might wimp out on that. You know, it's, it's the season ender and it's the New England party. And I think, and you're not, and you're doing it to cap off the season, not because you're peaking for it and because you've had such a smashing season and because you're reaching for those last couple of upgrade points and you're really right. on the podium. So, you know, you don't need to uh, eke every piece of performance, every little bit of performance out of your equipment in a situation like that. Yeah. As much as I am an advocate for racing for racing and not racing for participation, I also think that so many of us who race a lot need to do it for fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that means racing on your clinchers, and it's fine. Well, on top of that, what's even funnier is with the forecast uh, for the coming weekend, it it looked like it might be snowing. Now it's looking as though it might be raining all week and into Saturday, <laughs> so that it might be a complete mud fest. And I don't have any mud tires of any sort, mm-hmm. tubular or clincher, so... <laughs> it's going to be extremely <laughs> interesting no matter what I do. It's a question of, yes. well, do I uh, do I put on my, what are essentially kind of a, a modern take on the file tread, which are these Michelin jet tires, or do I go with my uh, cyclocross uh, kind of diamond uh, XC? They're, they're basically mountain bike, a mountain bike uh, tread. It's just a bunch of blocks. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like one of them is just going to have no grip to begin with, and the other one's going to immediately <laughs> pack up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think you're damned if you do, damned if you yeah, don't. Yeah, I'm pretty screwed. But you know, that's just fun sliding around in mud. That's just part of the fun. I I hear some stories about cyclocross in the '90s when uh, cyclocross equipment was really uh, niche stuff and hard to come by, and there was not the great variety in tubular tires that there are now. So. Everyone was running a variety, uh, or rather a variation, um, on the the Griffo tread, which almost every company makes, which is right. like Chevron and Dots, and it's kind of considered this all around tread. Yeah. Um, and everyone shrugged and was like, "Well, yeah, it's a mud tread when you let you know five more psi out of your tire." <laughs> and because those are the only tires that I have glued on to race wheels, you know, it's a mud tread for me too. And <laughs> yeah. It, same thing. So if if it's if it's tacky enough, it works okay. Oh, there are some, but you can find some hysterical videos on YouTube from even just a few years ago of, uh, and you can probably in the right conditions get the same thing happening of of people coming down a big descent on a cycle cross course and going to make a right turn and just plowing on into the <laughs> into the barriers at the side of the course because they've got. I think my cat just fell off the couch. And plowing on uh, into the barriers because uh, they've just got no traction at all for braking yeah. or for turning or anything. Uh, Which leads to the question, oh, yeah, why didn't why didn't you just slow down before that barrier? And, of course, as everybody knows, cantilever brakes are stopping. Breaks. Yeah, I was out, actually. We were talking about this on uh, the Internet uh, not too long ago um, where I did get to go out on Thanksgiving morning, actually, for a really nice uh, New England cyclocross tradition, uh, which is waffle cross, where we get together at a trail <laughs> and we ride cross bikes and we eat waffles. And 
I showed up with uh, on my clinchers, um, but that wasn't the point. It was uh, just a dusting of snow in the Boston area. We were at um, Cutler Park in Needham, Massachusetts, for anyone who knows the area. Uh, and I had my cross bike with my cantilever brakes. And I'm used to them working pretty well, actually, because I don't get a whole lot of opportunities <laughs> to take them out in inclement weather. And it had been a long time since my college days when I rode a touring bike around in the snow just all over the place. Uh, and then I, you know, I spent four years in Nashville where it doesn't snow very much and so on and so forth. So I'd, I'd kind of forgotten. Uh, and lo and behold, we're heading down some trails. There's like an inch or so of snow. There's some light mud. I go to uh, hit the brakes. I'm behind a rider on a downhill. And the brakes go, <laughs> nope. <laughs> How did that rider feel about that? Uh, I didn't end up hitting them because I, I didn't have no braking. I just had uh, almost no braking. Mm-hmm. So, eh, mm-hmm. you know, it all worked out. <laughs> but it was like, oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. When it's even a little bit snowy or slushy or muddy, all of a sudden your cantilever breaks and like, ha sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I had a funny stopping. problem today. I had a funny problem today with my candies where um, I don't know if it's the pad compound plus the snow on the ground plus the cold weather, but they would slow me down okay and then all of a sudden they would grab super hard and i would get the most powerful brake shutter that i've ever gotten and it just got to the point where i figured all right yeah i can't i'm not gonna use my brakes never mind (laughs) well i was i was having braking problems actually earlier in um well the last couple seasons uh i went to tubulars and i I have clinchers and tubulars now that i i can swap between depending on what i'm doing but I had, uh, and I went to a mini V on the front, uh, mm-hmm. but I was getting super grabby brake performance on the tubulars, but not on the, on the clinchers. And I think that what happened is that the knucklehead who glued my tubulars got some glue on the braking surface or something. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, it took me a while to pick up on it, which I think has caused me all kinds of problems. Cause I was like, well, I guess my brakes are just grabby. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that was what was going on. And that m- might have been a contributing factor to my uh, horrible first clavicle break when I chucked myself over the handlebars. But maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, cantilever brakes. They don't work. <laughs> it's, I almost feel like I'm in an abusive relationship with them because obviously they keep on letting me down and I keep on being dissatisfied with them. And I, I keep on thinking, you know, if only I can change him enough, then my cantilever brakes are just finally going to stop me down in all of the appropriately powerful and modulatable ways. Right. Well, Is that too grim of an analogy for it, the Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program? It's a little, it's, uh, it might be. It's pushing the lines a little it's, bit. That's on the edge. Let's just go with emotional abuse rather than like physical, which is. Yeah. Yeah. But I know what you mean in that, you know, you kind of, you don't, the prospect of switching to disc brakes is so involved, you know, like for even forgetting, you know, I I don't know if you have any particular philosophical objection, but you know, the, Mm. the, the, you need all new wheels and, you know, there's Mm -hmm. the expense and and all that kind of, and do you go hydraulic or, or cable, you know, it's, it's a daunting prospect. So maybe if you, you know, maybe if we, and you need a different bike. Yeah. So there's uh, it's like, well, maybe we can make this work out, you know, (laughs) we just keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you only race in the dry, you're probably fine. 
but uh, <laughs> <laughs> any other Which, scenario. honestly, like, it's, it, that's not, that's also not a bad approach if you're a cyclocross dabbler, which I very much consider myself to be. I, I don't really want to, uh, to approach the sport like, okay, I'm just going to race like in any conditions because I am really, you know, bonkers about this race or about my, uh, crossresults.com points or my USAC standings or my upgrade points. I mean, right. I, if I wasn't like pre-registering and traveling to races and going with somebody, I probably would pick and choose and pick and choose conditions that were a little bit more pleasant and choose courses that were, uh, you know, more, more in line with my strengths and interests. Of course, the, you know, the reality is, is that as much as that would be perfect, I don't get to choose um, quite at that level. And so... Sure. I don't know. You know, you know, I, so I go to races that, oh, it rained last night. It's going to be a mud fest. And all right, here are my not entirely appropriate tires. So, yeah. Yeah. And my not entirely appropriate brakes and, <laughs> <laughs> and everything. Well, I, you know, so I guess some would say that that's the whole point of cyclocross is that it's never entirely appropriate what yeah. you're, what you're running. But, you know, right. eh, eh, you know. Sometimes it's nice to have control over your bicycle. That's my thought. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I have a thumbs up. I have a thumbs up for you. The thumbs up is is that thing that happens when you go to a regional race and uh, all of the people that are acquaintances from back home all of a sudden become like your intense allies and your family and the people that you like scream your head off for on the sidelines and yell splits to and just something happens something really cool happens when uh when you travel to a regional race um it kind of it kind of shifts it, it shifted my perspective uh last week going to Jingle Cross all of a sudden I was I was yelling my head off for our sort of local extremely elite badass eric thompson who got you know a top 10 at jingle cross and he got uh a top 10 at the the supercross uci race in new york this past weekend and um some other much more well-prepared teams had come down with tents and trainers and propane heaters and this and that and they just they welcomed us in when we needed to warm up and change and this and that and it's just a really cool community effect to uh to have all of the people that you race against all of a sudden become kind of like your extended family just because you're going a little bit further away from home i was i it's happened before and i don't think i ever articulated it to myself as clearly as i did sort of this past trip but it happened again and it's it's a it's a really lovely effect i like it a lot yeah, that's thumbs great. Up. I haven't actually had the opportunity really to thumbs up. I haven't really had the the opportunity to to travel to many uh, regional races in that way. But when I have, um, you know, like when I was uh, living in uh, Nashville and I went in in one year, I did uh, Sunny King and I did uh, the Athens Twilight, and it was really really cool to kind of run into, you know, not just my teammates who I spent a lot of time with, but you know, also uh, people in you know, the local scene who I was friendly with, but not like super close friends and, and kind of say mm-hmm. hi, hang out with them there and, and sort of have, have some connection to sort of my, uh, my cycling home. 
uh, in addition yeah. to, you know, being surrounded by all these super fast people. Uh, so yeah, yeah, good, good experience there. It was it was especially nice for me because I needed a warm place to warm up, and uh, you know, other people had a tent and a heater, <laughs> but. Uh... It was, it was good. The other thing, the other thing that happened was just uh, something that kind of kind of swept me off my feet. Um, conditions got got a little bit nasty at, at Jingle Cross in Iowa City. Um, you know, it's mid November. It got really cold, and then it snowed a little bit, and then it got a little bit warmer. So it was it was just something. So on the Sunday of you know, the third day of this this Friday Saturday Sunday three day weekend of racing. It was it was going to be wet. It was going to be sloppy. There was two or three inches of snow on the ground, and it's. It's getting matted down into ice in some spots, turning into mud in some spots. And that morning, you know, my my sweetheart and I, we have one set of race wheels, uh, and they're you know they've got uh, challenge grifos glued up to them, which are pretty good all around. Oh, you tires, have you have but... couple you have couple race wheels. That's so cute. <laughs> well, you know they, they they were mine, but Heidi is like better at cross than I am, so it was just yeah. I just kind of screw around in cyclocross, but, but she actually races. And so, you know, I was kind of like, okay, you know, you, you need to use these wheels and I'll, I'll put your bike up on the trainer and like get you set up. And after you race, okay, here's a protein shake. You know, I kind of like swan your it up a little bit for her. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, we do a couple of <laughs> race wheels and they've got, they've got all around tires on them and all around tires are good in most conditions. And then the conditions where they're not good enough, like something else is really a whole lot better. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I get on I get on Twitter the morning of this final race. Yeah, and you can drop the pressure on them a whole bunch and get a little bit of grip, but they're they're much better options. So I go on Twitter and I just put the word out saying, "Hey, uh, <clears throat> does anybody have any uh, mud tires that uh, we could borrow today? Maybe." Um, and uh, a friend of mine who I met last year at Jingle Cross response. She doesn't even live in the area anymore but she gets me in touch with someone that she knows who's there who meets me in the parking lot and hands me a set of of tubular wheels with mud tires glued up on it and says yeah you know i'm racing at two o'clock so if you can get them back to me before then that would be really great and i just walk away yeah, with this wheel awesome. i mean with you know do uh do politeness and pleasantry i was i mean it's just i i, I would probably do this. i mean i actually, i did loan wheels to someone you know, last year, and I've I've done it before, but when you're on the receiving end of that kind of like generosity of strangers, it just takes your takes your breath away sometimes. I'm not sure I would loan my uh, cross tubulars to my worst enemy because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're so bad. Oh, I know. Oh God, they're so bad. I don't want to get totally sidetracked by this, but they're <laughs> yeah, they're. They're the tubular version of that A23, the Major Tom, and it's just a piece mm-hmm. of it's a piece of crap rim. It's oh, so man. bad. It's it's you just so soft rims. and goes out of true. I I've yeah, I've never had a good experience with velocity rims. My experience is they do not stay true. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're super soft and they they go out of true. Ugh, just and I've I've been bitten too many times. Just never again. Yeah, so yeah. like <laughs> I'm trying to look on the bright side right now since I'm probably going to be racing the same wheels next year uh, to try and <laughs> you know not blow all my money on bike crap. Uh, so hey, you know on the plus side, when I inevitably uh, dent them from running my pressure too low and hitting like roots or whatever, <laughs> I can just beat the dents out with a claw hammer. So that's fine. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. home cyclist. 
Uh, <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, try doing yeah. that with carbon fiber rims. Of course, those won't dent. But doesn't work as well. <laughs> All right, well, that's all the time that we've got for today, I suppose. Uh, this has been the Working Men's Honest Bicycle Program. We are recording this on the weekend, and you're probably listening to it while you should be working. And that's just fine. I think that is all within the aesthetic of the Working Men's Honest Bicycle Program. Yes, we encourage. Uh, we encourage <laughs> work day Absolutely. My name is Matteo. You can catch me on Twitter at underscore Matteo, M-A-T-T-I-O. And I'm joined over there by Greg. Say goodbye, Greg. Bye. Yeah, you can reach me on the uh, on the Twitters as well. I keep saying the Twitters plural, and it's it's terrible. Just Twitter. <laughs> it's my username there is Grolby, G R O L B Y. And uh, oh yeah, you can also catch uh, can also email the show at honestbikeprogram at gmail.com. And uh, it's always a lot of fun to talk at you. Keep it honest out there, folks. All right. Good night.